0: You are now listening to The Flurry Podcast, hosted by Marquise Rawls. Another episode of The Flurry Podcast, and I'm going to talk about the Canelo versus Billy Joe Saunders. I'm not going to go too much into the fight itself because the fight happened last week. Everyone had to sit with it and process it for a week. I watched the fight multiple times. People have been making podcast episodes about it. They've been talking about it, raving about it. Boxing analysts and sports analysts all over the world have been talking, breaking down the fight. So there's nothing new that I can add. But I'm going to bring the conversation back that I had before about Canelo being in the top 10 greatest boxers of all time. Did you see the performance? I know you saw the performance. That is the performance of a top 10 greatest of all time. Now, I'm not saying he's like number three or four. I'm saying he could probably be like like a a seven, eight, nine, maybe even a ten. But he has to be in the conversation of top 10 greatest boxers of all time. He came to this fight where people were saying that Billy Joe Sinas was the guy who has the strategy and the skill set to beat him. And then Canelo, he came in there and made him not look that great. Let's be honest about that. Yes, did Billy Joe have some good rounds? Yes, he did. Up until the knockout, I don't think he was winning that fight. I was scoring the fight uh, four rounds to three in favor of Canelo. So that's how I scored it. And I'm pretty sure other judges also had Canelo winning. Now, if I squint my eyes and take my glasses off and turn my head sideways, or maybe spinning around like I'm having an exorcism or something, maybe I can see how Billy Joe may be winning that fight, but that's too much. Canelo was winning that fight. Clear, clear, he was landing the bigger punches. He was making Billy Joe miss. Did you see how many uppercuts he landed? Yes, the fatal uppercut that broke his eye socket, the punch where he felt his face break on his hands. That was the deciding punch of the fight, but he was landing that uppercut in prior rounds. Because he had a game plan and he executed it perfectly. Perfectly. Only a top 10 great can have a performance like that. Where he didn't fold under pressure. Where he didn't change the game plan. When Billy Joe started having some success. When, when he first started throwing his uppercuts and it wasn't landing. He didn't give up on it. Because he has the mindset and the will that I'm going to win this fucking fight. Top 10 greatest boxer of all time number one pound for pound you can't argue that you cannot argue number one pound for pound the only argument i will accept because i i still somewhat have this argument in me but logically speaking canelo is number one, pound for pound if you if you want to say that terence crawford is number one, pound for pound even though canelo has a far better resume than him your only argument has to be that when you watch their fight you just have this eyeball test that that Terrence Crawford has a better skill set that is basically a hundred percent opinionated i somewhat have that opinion when i watch Terrence Crawford i watch him and i say there's no other boxer that is a all-around great fighter like he is but logically speaking To be number one pound for pound, you have to have the skill set and the resume. And the resume of Canelo, it dwarfs the resume of Terrence Crawford. By far it does. By far it does. So next fight for Canelo. One of the greatest fighters of all time. I'm going to keep saying it. Fuck that number one pound for pound. He is top 10 greatest boxer of all time. Of all time. Go in the history books of boxing. Canelo's name is stamped in there now. So what is next for one of the greatest boxers of all time? Has to be Caleb Plant. Has to be, has to be. Caleb Plant has that last belt that Canelo wants and everyone knows it's gonna happen. Everyone wants it to happen. Everyone has been talking about it for the past week that it's going to happen and I agree with it. And just like how for this fight, i was going off the notion that the fight isn't real until they both step into the ring and they almost had me scared they almost had me scared a couple days before the fight because i thought it wasn't going to happen but they manned up and everyone you know they did their part and they got in the ring it's caleb plant fight caleb plant he don't do no nonsense he don't do no bullshit like that oh i want the ring to be 22 feet oh well oh, i want it to be 22 fuck all of that Caleb Plant says whatever ring you want I'm gonna fuck you up in that ring and Canelo has that same mindset so it don't matter the size of the ring it don't matter the size of the gloves we could do a bare fist if you wanted to that's Caleb Plant's mindset we could take the gloves off and do a bare fist and Canelo will agree to it that's the mindset of these two warriors whatever you want to do to make you feel comfortable I'll let you have because I know I'm gonna go in there I'm gonna teach you a lesson and that's both of their mindsets. And what's going to happen in this fight? This is my prediction. Caleb Plant is going to outbox him. The first four rounds, maybe even five. I might stretch it to six, you know, just because I'm a good guy. number real big fan of Caleb Plant. So the first few rounds, Caleb Plant's is going to outbox him. Win those rounds. You know, it's going to be close because Canelo makes everything close. But Caleb Plant's is going to win those rounds. And then when Canelo finds his rhythm, finds his groove, he he capitalizes on all the holes and weaknesses. You know, it's not too many holes and weaknesses in Caleb Plant's defense. He's very defensively sound and technically sound. So, it's not going to be many opportunities that Canelo has. But Canelo has the ability where he can create the opportunity. He can create the openings to land his big punches. And I'm not going to front. I don't know if Caleb Plant could really take a punch like that. But we're going to find out this fight so as the rounds go on canelo is going to be landing uh some bigger punches he's going to start going to the body he might go to the body heavily he might invest in it in round one and then as he keeps landing body shots after body shots after body shots then he's going to start going to the head and then he's just going to be confusing caleb plant because now He's landing punches to your body, so you, you want to protect your body. But then he's landing punches to your head, and you want to protect your head. And you can't do both at the same time. The only person I've seen doing that is Floyd Mayweather, and Floyd only did it because he's a magician. No one else is a magician like him. You can't block both at the same time. So if Caleb Plant is able to outbox Canelo for the early rounds while Canelo is still trying to figure out his style, and if he could just win a couple rounds in the second half of the fight and survive all 12 rounds he can win the fight the likelihood of that happening out of a hundred percent like like a 45 percent so i'm giving Caleb put a 45 percent chance of winning this fight so i am favoring canelo to win this fight by a small margin very small margin so that's my prediction then after that fight he's unified you still got to fight david benavides i don't care Or you could say, oh, I don't need to fight him. He don't have a belt and everything. You know, it it doesn't fucking matter. At some point, belts don't matter when a motherfucker says he's better than you. And people believe that he's better than you. At that point, belts don't matter. You want to be the best or do you want to be the person with the most belts? Because that's two different things. I think Terrence Crawford is the best at 147. But who got more belts than him? Earl Spence. It doesn't mean that Earl Spence is the best. Some people may think he's the best, which I'm not gonna argue with you, but it doesn't mean he's the best. I think Devin Haney is the best at 135, but who has more belts than him? Who is the unified champion? Teofimo Lopez. doesn't mean that Teofimo Lopez is the best. I don't think so. Some people may say he is the best, and I'm not gonna argue that. I could 100% agree with people who say that he is the best, but I just personally think from my eyeball test, that never felt fa- my eyeball test never fails for my eyeball test i think Devin haney is the most complete fighter at 135 uh so another fight i'm going to talk about that i literally just finished watching a few minutes ago was brandon Figueroa versus lewis nary and lewis Neri, uh, i believe this is his second or third fight at 122 pounds um his power like i said before if i haven't said it before i'm saying it now his power It does not translate at 122 pound division. So he can't rely on it. So his come forward style, he needs to switch it up. Yes, he was winning most of the rounds. But when you are a come forward person against someone like Brandon Figueroa, who he's almost like Pacquiao. He, He doesn't get tired. He doesn't lose energy. He has energy to go 100 rounds with you straight. He can do that. And he's younger than you. Why would you do that? That's a game plan in his favor. And yes, Neri was winning some rounds. I saw it. I was giving him some rounds. I think up until the point, um, round seven, when he got uh, knocked out, he was winning the fight. It was eventually gonna happen that BF was gonna do that to him because you're, you're fighting his fight at that point. He's the bigger guy than you. He's a taller guy than you yes you, you was strong and powerful in knocking they went out at 118 but 122 your power is not the same he's the stronger fighter here he has the advantage over you so the way you used to fight 118 you can't fight at 122 no more you got to switch up i think lewis Nery, he has you know not saying that his power is is all the way gone you know I, i'm pretty sure bf you know could you know still feel some of the sting of the power he definitely saw it in his face you know he was lumped up and you know bruises on his face so Lewis Nery, you know he he still you know packs a little bit of a punch I think Lewis Nery he has the for his size and his stature he could be a slick combination counter puncher at 122 and it would serve him a lot better it would um you know he get his defense up he he you know counter punches more in combinations Throw more combinations because he got some pretty good hand speed. So I think that type of style would suit him better because he can't do this against these people at 122. He can't fight like that against people against opponents at 122 because they're they're too big and strong for you. So next fight for BF f if, if you don't know who BF is, that's Brandon Figueroa. I just like, you know, shortening people's name, initials, BF. He's fighting steven fulton and i'm not gonna lie yo bf man i like you i'm a fan of you but yo steven fulton he about to knock your ass out he's gonna knock your ass out and the reason i say that is because i have been wrong in my predictions for so long because i've been betting on the people who have better resumes i've been betting on the people who who have the more impressive wins i've been betting on the people who who seem like they have you know the toughness and the grit to win a fight and i have to stop doing that okay this fight reminds me of miguel Bacho versus oscar valdez everyone thought that miguel Bacho with his comfort style and his size and his strength he would eventually overpower oscar valdez but no one predicted that oscar valdez talent and his skill set and his movement would be too much for him well i'm not gonna get it wrong this fight stephen fulton's skill set his counter punching His defense and his movement is going to be too much for Brandon Figueroa. And he's going to knock him out. I say in nine rounds because BF, he could take a punch. He could take a punch like no other. He has a cement chin and he can take punches and bunches. He does it every single fight, but this time is going to be different. It's going to be different. It's going to be different when you are getting hit and you can't hit your opponent back. It's going to be different. So I got my money, my invisible cryptocurrency money on Stephen Fulton. That's my bet. So place your bets on Stephen Fulton. Place your bets. And if Stephen Fulton loses, uh, don't, don't, don't blame me. Don't, don't blame me. You know, you know I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm no expert. I'm just a guy sitting in his living room recording the podcast, you know, tough my shit. So don't blame me. Blame yourself. That's all for the podcast. Is it? No, it's not one more fight one more fight because next week is the massive clash for the unified undisputed champion at 140 between josh taylor versus jose ramirez both of them fantastic fighters i'm gonna keep it short and brief i got my money on josh taylor i got my money on josh taylor i'm saying it bet your money on josh taylor bet all your cryptocurrencies on josh taylor you might as well because bitcoin has been in the goddamn toilet for the past two weeks so might as well just bet my bitcoin on josh taylor and get my money back right might as well and you want to know why i got josh taylor winning why because he beat regis program that's literally the reason why I think Regis Progray is the best fighter at 140 despite his loss. I still think he's the best at 140, and Josh Taylor beat him. So Josh Taylor, he's going to win this fight and become the undisputed unified champion at 140. Does it make any sense? No, it doesn't make any sense. But it's my mind. It's my logic. It's my podcast. You don't want to hear it. Then fuck you. That's it. That's all for the podcast. Um, I'm out. Peace, King. You were just listening to the Floyer Podcast, hosted by Monkey's Ross. Come back for the next episode, or go back and listen to the previous ones if you haven't done so.